Good evening, and welcome to Transforming Lives, the radio ministry of the Biblical Counseling Institute of Garrettsville, Ohio. I invite you to stay tuned for the next hour for a live discussion providing biblical answers to life's questions. Here now is your host for tonight's edition of Transforming Lives. Good evening, everyone. We want to welcome you to this broadcast of Transforming Lives, coming to you live from WHKW Studios in Cleveland. What a beautiful Lord's Day we had today. Amen. Absolutely Amen. gorgeous weather, and uh, who can complain about that? At the end of November, 65 degrees or so. So we hope you've had a good day today. Hope you found yourself in the Lord's house where God's Word was preached today. And uh, if you've listened to our broadcast before, we want to thank you for tuning in again tonight. We hope you've been encouraged and blessed by those other times that you've listened, and we thank you for joining us again. If you're a first-time listener, we hope that you'll also be blessed by tonight's program. This program is brought to you via the Biblical Counseling Institute, and each week one of uh, four pastors takes turns sitting in the hosting chair for this program. I'm Pastor Glenn Dunn. And I'm joined tonight by my friends, Pastor Joe Propri, who is the director of the Biblical Counseling Institute, Pastor Gus Supan, and Pastor Armin Tiffey, and his wife, Kathy. Good friends all. Each one is a certified biblical counselor through the National Association of New Thetic Counselors. We want you to know, well, almost each one, we want you to know that this radio program is a real opportunity to that you have each week to call in and gain the wisdom of biblically trained counselors for your particular situation. As we say, this is a live call-in radio broadcast, and we hope that you'll take advantage of that. The number to call, the local number is 216-901-0933, and then there's a toll-free number, and that is 888-677-9673. If you're struggling with depression, anxiety, fear, marriage troubles, family problems, or other issues of life, we really do invite you to call us that we might try and help you through the Word of God for God's Word can be a help to you. And tonight we want to address uh, something specifically, and that is the issue of worry. And we'd ask the question, are you a Christian who finds that you are always worrying, that you always have something uh, to worry about? If so, we want you to, to listen tonight, for we were excited and encouraged to tell you that the Bible can help you to overcome this issue of worry. Worry can be such a devastating problem for people to face, and we are encouraged to tell you that the Bible can help you. Why can the Bible help you? The Bible can help you because it is the Word of God, and it can give you the way to defeat this uh, issue of worry in your life. So again, we invite you to call us here at the station with any spiritual questions or struggles which you may be having, and we'll do our best at guiding you through God's Word, and if we can't answer you on the air, We'll try to do so off the air. We've had occasion to do that when people have called, and we've uh, been able to speak to them for a little bit off air, and, and we're happy to try to do to, to, to do that. So please feel free to call us again. It's 216-901-0933. It's 216-901-0933, or the toll-free number, 888-677-9673. Or you can even email your question to us at transforminglives at yahoo.com and we can try to address that online. So folks, thanks for being here tonight as we get ready to, to be here. try to talk about this matter of worry. The story is told of one old woman in rural India who was going on foot to the nearby market to sell the oranges that she had picked from her own garden. 
and she had taken a hundred or so of these oranges and put them in a basket and put that basket on her head. And she was followed by a young man of her village who was also going to the same market in his horse-drawn cart to sell the vegetables of his farm. And he offered a lift to the old lady in his cart since both were going to the same market. And the old lady accepted the offer of a ride gladly. And after two miles of the journey, the young man looked back just to see how the old lady was doing, if she was comfortable. And he was amazed to see her sitting in the back of the cart with the basket still on her head. And he laughed at her and said, Why don't you set your basket down in my cart? You see, my, my cart is able to carry both you and your load. Oftentimes we're like that as Christians, aren't we? We're like that lady who gets into that cart, and we come to Christ, and we get into his cart, as it were, and still try to carry our own burdens when Christ is able to carry them and promises that he'll carry us for them. So let's think about that. You folks have dealt with this in the counseling setting. I know I have. I know I've dealt with the sin of worry myself um, in my own life as a Christian. In the counseling setting, what are some of the most common things that you find that people worry about today? When they come in and they're speaking to you about uh, the matters of worry, what, are you, what do you find are some of the most common things that people are worrying about today? Finances. Okay. Money is always a, an issue, right? Health issues. Health. I think issues with children. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they, physical issues, some um, spiritual concerns with, with children, parents who desire to see their kids mm-hmm. follow Christ, and, and um, maybe some who aren't and so forth. People are, even at this time of the year, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, thinking about getting Christmas presents and, and uh, for different people. And I know that some people are concerned and, and even worried about whether they will get the right gifts for the right people and whether people like them mm. or will be happy with things. There's all, you, you can worry about just about anything if you mm. want to. Mm-hmm. You, you talking about the time of the year again of the holidays, the people worry about are they going to be able to uh, uh, get along with family as they get together and know that there are a lot of difficult issues mm-hmm. that uh, exist between them. And mm-hmm. should I go, shouldn't I go? Should I go with this one or that one? So there's a lot of that dynamic and right. fear. Right. You know, we want to encourage you, just as we speak about the holidays, um, we, we do come uh, generally live on Sunday nights in this uh, radio broadcast. But uh, just talking about that, the holidays can lead to worry. The holidays can lead also to depression. And we want to encourage you that uh, on Christmas Eve, although we will not be live, we're going to meet together and, and put together a, a special broadcast, especially around the matter of depression. Um, and that'll be played uh, on Christmas Eve. And we want to encourage uh, those who may find themselves uh, struggling with worry and depression and so forth over the holidays that, uh, again, the Lord's Word is sufficient to meet those very issues uh, in your life. There's a lot of things that we can worry about. What uh, what do you think a good definition of worry would be? Or, uh, and in giving that definition, feel free to give say something about what worry isn't. But what do you think would be a good definition for worry? Well, we we see that word worry used six times in Matthew chapter six, where Jesus addresses the topic of worry and. 
one of the greatest chapters. Greatest chapters written. The the wonderful chapter that tells us why, gives us a lot of good reasons why we shouldn't worry. But Mm. uh, the word worry there in that passage means to divide or to tear apart Mm. or to become anxious. And so other, in other words, worry uh, reveals a divided heart. Mm. From a, from another perspective, it uh, it is exalting your personal desires above the Lord's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't it interesting? That gets into that division yeah. of the heart. Mm-hmm. Isn't it interesting that in that Matthew six passage, that is the passage that Jesus speaks to us about worry, but it's also the passage in which we <clears throat> find the Lord's prayer. <laughs> it's all part of the yeah. Sermon on the yeah. Mount, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's an interesting. Uh, perspective in the very passage that most of us would know in the matters of the Lord's Prayer, what's so, what's called the Lord's Prayer. Here we have Christ speaking about the issue of worry. Things like daily bread. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So again, I, I, I think a, a, a definition of uh, what worry is not is this. Worry is not the exercise of proper care and concern right. that mm-hmm. causes people to attend to duties in a responsible way. Matter of fact, very often do we read that Paul had care and concern for all the churches. Indeed, in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 20, Paul encourages Timothy to be concerned for the church, to care for the church. So I think what we see is that we can differentiate between concern, proper care, proper concern, and then uh, worry. We can be concerned and we can care without falling into the sin of worry. Don't you think that sometimes people act like when we talk about worry and when we're not supposed to worry, they take a a wrong view, a pie-in-the-sky kind of uh, attitude about things, and they say, well, if I'm not supposed to worry about it, that means I can't even think about it, or Mm -hmm. I I can't even Mm -hmm. deal Mm -hmm. uh, with those things. And that's not not what the Bible says. They look at you like you're saying you're not supposed to care about a situation. Of Mm -hmm. course, that's not it at all. It's ridiculous, actually. Right. What Jesus is saying there in Matthew 6 is he's not saying not to be concerned about things. He's telling us not to worry. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, wouldn't you say there in Matthew 6 that what Jesus is talking about are legitimate concerns? I mean, he's talking about food and he's talking about clothing. Mm-hmm. Those are legitimate <clears throat> concerns. Right. And But what Jesus is saying is for us not to worry about them, not to allow our hearts to be so consumed with legitimate concerns to where it drives us to a mm-hmm. point where we become mm-hmm. anxious. Mm-hmm. It becomes excess, mm-hmm. excessive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that object becomes an idol. Right. It stands in the way. Right. Mm-hmm. So what we could say then is that a good definition of worry is an over-anxious preoccupation and concern about health issues or about future things. Mm-hmm. Um and, and, and oftentimes I think we know that we've slipped from proper care, proper concern into worry when we begin to think about how we can change the future by thinking about it today or by worrying about it today. And uh, this is exactly what uh, Kathy was referencing in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25. Jesus says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. And as Kathy said, the Greek word for worry, merimapo, actually means that we divide, we rip apart, we, we tear apart, we're anxious, and it distracts our attention. You would agree, wouldn't you, that a, a day of worry is more exhausting than a week of work? Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. It zaps the energy. Yeah. yeah. It just, and we've all, 
unless you guys are better saints than I am, uh, we've all struggled with worry, haven't we? And and taking those, and we know what it is to be, you know, just unplugged by the sin of worry. The uh, context that uh, goes even back beyond verse 25, <clears throat> I'm looking back at verse 19, where he he tells us, do not lay up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. And that uh, is the concept that Gus had mentioned earlier. Our, our hearts get divided in what we're treasuring. Where your treasure is, your heart will be also, it says in verse 20, 21 there. And in verse 24, no man can serve two masters. So this, this division of the heart is, uh, according to Jesus, the thing that starts to drive us to treasure some things that uh, when we treasure something, we're out to protect that which we treasure. We're, we're devoted to it. We are uh, focused on it. We're trying to preserve. We're trying to keep that which we treasure secure. And that can be any kind of thing from our reputation, as we said earlier, to our health. And I think when Jesus gets to verse 25 and he says, for this reason I say, or therefore I say, uh, he's referring to those previous verses and he's saying, what are you treasuring? Uh, and let's bring it down to the absolute bare needs of human life, which Kathy mentioned, what mm-hmm. we're wearing, what, whether we have food on the table. He's saying that even the fundamental things that people should be concerned about are things that you don't need to be anxious about because of the missing element is that you should be treasuring your relationship with your father mm-hmm. instead of these other sorts of things. And mm-hmm. that's where he gets into the, the reasoning that really begins to set any of us free from the worry problem. We must remember that we have a heavenly father who mm-hmm. will provide for us mm-hmm. all that we truly need. And that includes more than food, clothing, mm-hmm. shelter. It includes mm-hmm. anything necessary for a godly life anything necessary toward holy living, anything that needs to be provided for us to do the assignment that we've been given to honor God with our lives, it will be taken care of. In fact, if we have that mindset, Ephesians 3 takes us in that direction by saying, uh, if if you're called to that purpose, then anything you think or ask, God is able to do exceeding more abundantly than what you can even, because he is after those same goals. And if, if you need anything at all that helps you become more like Christ and glorify him, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Don't, be, don't be anxious about it. God, mm. God is in the picture. And I think uh, simplistically, the, you know, the earlier definitions that we were talking about, mm-hmm. one of the simplest ways I've come to see is that worry can be said to be being not just overly concerned, but being concerned in any kind of a way about anything not and and leaving the sufficiency and the provision of God out of your picture. Mm. That's where you're entering into the sinful right. part right. of uh, worry and concern. Right, right, and that's uh, uh, just what I was going to say. He kind of touched on it here, but uh, he read verse. Uh, Joe, you read verse 25 of uh, Matthew 6, and then as you go on to verse 26, uh, it says, "Look at the birds of the air; they neither sow nor reap." nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Then he says, are you not more valuable than they? And uh, I think the, uh, the point there is that at the heart of worry, uh, it, which, is a, which is a strong blow when you think about it, at the heart of worry is, is uh, a denial of God's care, mm. his fatherly care mm. for us. We're going to talk more about these very issues when we come back from our, our break. We want to encourage you tonight to... To feel free to call us uh, here that we might try to help you. The number again, 
901-0933, and then the toll-free number is 888-677-9673. We'd be glad to hear from you, and we'll continue with our discussion of worry right after the break. The Biblical Counseling Institute offers training in the use of God's Word to help people solve the common problems of life in a fallen world. Whether personal problems or relational problems, the Scriptures give competent counsel for all non-organically caused problems. BCI exists to equip Christians to handle the Bible practically for themselves and others, gently and compassionately, towards solutions that transform lives and glorify God. Various types of training are available. You can come to us in Garrettsville. We can bring classes to your church, or you can take classes in your own home by correspondence. For more information, call BCI at 330-527-4205 or email us at info at bci-ohio.com. That's 330-527-4205 or info at bci-ohio.com. Do you desire to become more Christ-like? I want to make you aware of a unique resource every Christian should have who wants to grow in Christ-like character. Transformed into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey is a handbook for putting off sin and putting on the righteousness of Jesus Christ and will help you identify personal habits and tendencies that are hindering your walk with the Lord. This valuable biblical resource will not only help you identify where personal change is needed in your life, but will also explain how to put off old sinful habits and replace them with new godly behaviors. For more information about this wonderful resource, log on to transformedintohislikeness.com. That's transformedintohislikeness.com. If you'd like to order a copy, call 1-800-656-0231 or ask for it at your local bookstore. Transformed Into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey. We want to welcome you back to Transforming Lives, a radio broadcast hosted by area pastors, a pastor's wife. We're here to try to guide you through the Word of God and the spiritual struggles and situations of life which you may be facing. We do invite you to call in so that you can speak with us. The local number, 216-901-0933. That's 216-901-0933. And then the toll-free number, 888-677-9673. 9673 888-677-9673. We'd be happy to try and give you aid and counsel through God's Word. And tonight we're specifically speaking about the matter of worry. And here's a, a question for the forum. Will the worrier only worry when there's something to worry about? <laughs> Say that three times real fast. Yeah, I don't think I could. <laughs> I'm worried about answering your question. <laughs> well, we'll pray for you. <laughs> I, I think some people worry about everything. They have developed a habit of worry that they have never, mm. uh, they have never addressed, uh, and, and they, uh, they just keep, uh, keep on worrying regardless of whether uh, it's real or not. And most of the times, the things they worry about mm. don't even happen. Right? Mm-hmm. They, I think you mentioned the important word there. It becomes a habit. Uh, for us to right. to worry, and you know, I th- I remember I th- I used to think there were just a million things that I had to worry about. I'm almost uh, to the point where I thought, you know, I could help God by uh, worrying about some of these things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think a question that I learned to to really ask myself is, 
is there anything that I really have to worry about? Mm. And and the question, the, the the answer to that is no. There really isn't anything that we need to worry about. And I love what Jesus says in Matthew six verse thirty two, where he says, "Your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things." I mean, think of anything that you could worry about, anything that you could just become anxious about. Uh, even if it's a legitimate concern, a legitimate, like something like a physical problem, Jesus tells us that our Heavenly Father knows. Mm. He -hmm. knows. He knows what we need. He knows how to care for us. Mm -hmm. The truth of the matter is that that someone who worries will worry regardless of the circumstances. And that's that, you know, generally people, when they come into the counseling setting, they and they're struggling with the with the this issue of worry. They come in with the mindset to say, if this circumstance would only change, then I would stop worrying. Mm-hmm. That's really most often that is really not the mm-hmm. case, is it? Yeah. They when they come in and and they're struggling with something to worry about, as one person said, when I don't have anything to worry about, I begin to worry about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the in the bad circumstances, we worry about how long it will last or what the outcome might be. In the good circumstances. We worry about well, when the other rest. shoe will drop. Yeah, right. yeah. And so it, it just becomes an ongoing issue. So indeed, apart from the circumstance, worry itself is the real problem that needs to be dealt with. And more importantly than that, it's the heart of the one that worries that needs to be dealt with. So we really have to talk to people about uh, the matters of their hearts. And this is what you were going back to before, Gus, when you were talking about um, what we treasure and our idols and so forth, because worry lets us uh, really shows what it is that we think is important mm-hmm. uh, in those in those issues and what are some of the results then of worry i've stunned you all in this in well, this worry, sickness yeah it's it's, it's you know, we mm-hmm. talk about ulcers, and many people in the medical uh, profession will mm-hmm. uh, say there's a there's a definitely a connection, cause and effect between worry and uh, and and health, heart right, disease, right. and so many other things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think that we can hand worry down to our children. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'll often tell people that uh, I I became a worrier because I came from good stock. Mm. My mother taught me how to worry. Mm-hmm. She was a worrier, mm-hmm. and her mother probably was a worrier. So, you know, some of the results of worry is that we can hand this down to our children as they observe. Uh, they're watching how we handle the trials and the stresses of life. Mm-hmm. And if we're handling them with worry, uh, mm-hmm. that's how they're going to learn how to handle them. Is, is Just let's put it simply, is worry a sin? <laughs> Jesus says it is. Uh-huh. He, say, he says... Uh, in Matthew six thirty one, therefore, do not be anxious. Mm-hmm. Now, if Jesus tells us not to be something, if we are going to do what He says not to be, I would think that would be a sin issue. We're disobeying a command. Disobeying a command. Mm-hmm. Right. If 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 worry is a sin, and it is, yes. do you think that worry is a sin that is generally accepted in the church today, right. broadly speaking? How- Yes, Dr. Dr. J. Adams, who was our guest last week, um, mentioned in one of his teachings that worry seems to be the respectable sin, mm-hmm. is what he calls it, and mm-hmm. that that the average person um, considers that extensive amount of worry or anxiety is a is an outward proof of how much you care, mm-hmm. and 
And so, yes, it, it is widely accepted and not treated as seriously as other sins are. Right. Can you imagine listening in the, in the foyer of any church, um, you know, two people talking, two Christians talking, and the one says, well, this is what I'm going through, and the other said, well, if I was going through that, I'd get myself slam-hammered drunk <laughs> in order to handle that. And we would, there's no way that we would, you know, we would be very careful if we were doing our uh, job and accountability and so forth. We'd pull that brother inside and say, hey, we need to talk. But if we heard two people talking in the foyer and the one said, boy, if I was going through that circumstance, I'd be worried sick too. <laughs> Hear that a lot. Yeah, we don't even stop. We don't mm-hmm. stop, no. We just we recommend our favorite doctor or medication. Yeah, just just or you say, boy, I would too. Glad I'm not going through that. Thank you, Lord, and just keep going. We've got to recognize that that it's a sin. Well, and you know, Gus mentioned earlier about uh, how worry affects us physically, and it is a fact that ulcers and stomach problems and uh, all kinds of problems are the result of worry. But what's amazing is that I don't think we would. We really hesitate in addressing somebody who has some of those types of physical problems by asking them how worry might factor into some of those difficulties. It's like a yep. thing that you don't don't ask them about if they worry. Yep. Right. Yep. right. Clinical studies have have shown that worry really damages the body. Heart rate increases. Muscle strain tension increases, Mm -hmm. and the prolonged effects of worry can turn into real physical, real honest physical diseases, Mm -hmm. ulcers, asthma, rashes, Mm -hmm. and a whole number of bowel disorders. Mm -hmm. And so the the, the question should come to us as Christians, is it a sin? Absolutely. Are there physical consequences to the sin? Yep. If we allow that habit to go on unhindered, uh, there, there really is. So the, really, why do we worry? Not only is it useless, it actually hurts the body. I think the psalmist speaks to that in Psalm 32, um, which is kind of a clear, well, it's kind of a clear connection between the spiritual dynamic and the physical dynamic mm-hmm. in the matter of, of uh, the Christian's life. And um, we need to be careful about these things. Glenn, oftentimes uh, we, we get... Uh uh, accused of um, making everything a sin, like worry. We, yeah. And, and people uh, are, are not too happy with, uh, about that. But if they really understood this, they would rejoice mm-hmm. that it is identified as sin because there's a solution mm. to sin. Jesus Christ takes care of that for us. So we have the resource of being able to take care of a sin. So we should, we should welcome the scriptural diagnosis. Mm-hmm. We should. Well, and, th- and that leads us into this question. Does the Bible give us hope in being able to defeat worry? A short Absolutely. answer should be. Absolutely. That's sure, right. Sure. Yeah. Well, what, what would some verses be that you would share with someone who comes into the counseling setting uh, struggling with the, the sin of worry? Well, certainly we've already looked at Matthew 6, the uh, a huge section from 19 clear through to 34, uh, would suffice to give a great introduction and an understanding of of trusting God and looking to the Father to provide for us in every sort of way. And it gives it gives some very practical direction too. I, I remember having a conversation with a fellow once who um, who said, "Well, I, when I read this, it says, look at the birds of the air.' The verse that uh, uh, Armin mentioned a little earlier: look at the birds of the air. They don't sow, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them." Mm-hmm. And and the person said, well, you're telling me 
here, and Jesus is telling me that I don't need to worry about anything. I don't need to be concerned about getting fed or wearing clothes. So I, apparently I can just sit down in front of a TV or just sit down without a TV and do nothing, and somehow food's going to come in. Is that what you're saying? Food's going to come in. <laughs> Clothing's going to come in. Because, look, the birds don't do anything. The the grass of the field don't, doesn't do anything, and, and et cetera, and the lilies of the field. And I said to him, I said, you're missing one important point, and that is this. The, the section closes with Jesus saying, here's what you ought to do instead of worrying. That is, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of these other things will be added to you. So that one of the things that a worrier must do is be about the business of God. He needs to be advancing the kingdom, living in a righteous way. And, and the tie into the birds is this. I, I said, the thing about birds, birds aren't expected to sow seeds in the ground. Farmers do that. But birds are doing what they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. They fly around and they look for a worm crawling around and they go down and get it. The Heavenly Father feeds them as they are doing what birds are supposed to do. The grass is doing what it's supposed to do. The lilies of the field are doing what they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. In other words, as the creation does what it was designed to do by the Creator, God provides everything that's needed for that creation. So the same thing applies to us. We are created beings. We need to do what we were created to do. And if we will, God will provide for us. Right, right. We've got a caller from Warren, Ohio tonight. David is on the line. David, how are you? Oh, not too bad. Thanks. Yourself? Good. Thank you. Uh, What I was going to say, is I had my two cents in there, is uh, I always heard where worry is the opposite of faith. Mm -hmm. uh, People that worry that... They had, like Jesus always mentioned about, oh, oh, ye of little faith. Right, right, right. So that's the opposite of uh, right. faith, right. you know. That's exactly right. Because uh, if we had enough faith, we wouldn't worry. Right, right. exactly. Amen. And that, that verse you're, you're quoting uh, is right there in verse 30 of, of Matthew chapter 6. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah, Christ certainly doesn't commend them for their worry. Oh, no, no. Yeah, he, said, he, he actually gives them kind of a rebuke there and says, you have little faith. Right. And it and you you look kind of like the pagans. So so, Pastor, if uh, I'm a worrier, and I apparently lack faith, lack enough faith, how do I manufacture more faith mm-hmm. so I don't worry? What what would, what would you tell me? Are you speaking to me or David? Or anybody here? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a good question. And, and David, we want to thank you for your call and 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 the good reminder that uh, worry is exactly the opposite of faith and uh we're we're thankful that you've uh, injected that into the discussion tonight and mm-hmm. pastor supan has asked us a good question and mm-hmm. we're going to take a, a moment to ponder it in in this break and um we, he's asking about manufacturing faith so that we don't worry and we want to maybe talk about even the phraseology of that the question's a good question. Again, we want to encourage you tonight. We know that there's a lot of issues that Christians can be worried about. Give us a call, 216-901-0933, or toll-free, 888-677-9673. We want to remind you our program ends just before 8 o'clock, so call in before then, and please stay tuned until after the break. So I was having my coffee the other day and I wondered, what's so special about Cornerstone Bible Fellowship? Is it the family-like environment? The Christian development class is geared for all ages? 
or the fact that Cornerstone Bible Fellowship believes both in the inerrancy and the sufficiency of the Bible. Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is committed to preaching, teaching, and counseling from God's Word. I've heard testimonies of how the biblical counseling ministry of our church helped my friend with her panic attacks, helped one believer with his anger and another who struggled with worry, all by giving them solid biblical principles to help them defeat these sins in their lives. It's amazing. At Cornerstone Bible Fellowship, I'm learning that I have everything I need to live a life of victory and godliness. It's my prayer that we will reach even more people with the good news that the Bible is sufficient to meet our greatest needs. Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is currently meeting at Remington College at Great Northern. For more information, call 440-617-0002 or visit us on the web at cbfministry.org. The Biblical Counseling Institute offers training in the use of God's Word to help people solve the common problems of life in a fallen world. Whether personal problems or relational problems, the Scriptures give competent counsel for all non-organically caused problems. BCI exists to equip Christians to handle the Bible practically for themselves and others, gently and compassionately, towards solutions that transform lives and glorify God. Various types of training are available. You can come to us in Garrettsville. We can bring classes to your church, or you can take classes in your own home by correspondence. For more information, call BCI at 330-527-4205 or email us at info at bci-ohio.com. That's 330-527-4205 or info at bci-ohio.com. As our parents are aging, do you ever wonder who will take care of them? Do you struggle with providing care for your parents or a loved one as they grow older? Home Instead Senior Care can help. They specialize in taking care of seniors in their own homes. In fact, Home Instead Senior Care is celebrating 10 years of being the trusted source of non-medical home care in the Cleveland area. I have to tell you, folks, this is a wonderful and value in-home service. Caregivers actually come to your home and provide assistance with light housekeeping, meal preparation, bathing, grocery shopping, incidental transportation, and so much more. At Home Instead Senior Care, the goal is to help seniors remain independent in their homes while providing peace of mind to their family. Caregivers are thoroughly trained, screened, bonded, and insured. Assistance is available 24 hours a day, every day of the year. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-942-7558 or visit the website at www.homeinstead.com, your go-to company for elder care. We want to welcome you back once again and hope that you're finding this program informative tonight, program called Transforming Lives, and we're talking about the issue of worry, especially in the life of the Christian. We would again invite you to call into the station if you have a question or a concern or something that you're worrying about or you've struggled with worry for any length of time. The number to call is 216-901-0933. And then we do have a toll-free number. We're told that this station uh, reaches into 13 states and a little bit of Ontario in in Canada. And that uh, toll-free number is 888-677-9673. We would look forward to hearing from you. Let's just say also you can call in even if you're not struggling with worry, some other kind of a problem. Well, We are here to let you know the Scriptures have the answers, so call. You call us, and we'll try to... Handle any questions so long as it's not a tax question. 
And uh, well, what if I'm we'll worried be... about my taxes? <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's no solution to that to that problem. <laughs> Go catch a fish and hope a coin is in the Bible. Uh, <laughs> it's in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> That number again is 216-901-0933, the local number, 888-677-9673. We ended there just before the break with the question, how can we help someone manufacture more faith in the matters of dealing with worry? And, mm-hmm. and Pastor Supan uh, drew the straw to begin to answer that question for us tonight. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Armand. Yeah, I'd like to just say, uh, I think David, as he was, uh, when he called and he and he brought out the verse in uh, uh, verse 30 of, of Matthew 6, uh, where Jesus says, O you of little faith, in, in this aspect of worrying about uh, uh, you know, our needs and so on. And, uh, and that's at the heart of worry. Uh, it's uh, it, at the heart of worry is little faith. And the way you develop your faith is to have a, a greater understanding of the nature of God, mm. uh, the attributes of God, okay. uh, the... the uh, uh, actually, worry is actually what a direct attack against the attribute of sovereignty, God's sovereignty, mm-hmm. His sovereign care, that He is in control, and um, and it's going to be pretty hard to have an intimate relationship with a being uh, that you you don't know very well, mm-hmm. and the so, so the solution to it is understand the nature of God. Mm-hmm. This is a very good point, Armin. I think. If uh, the listener out there is is not in a Bible teaching church, they're probably not going to learn the attributes mm-hmm. of God. Right. And here they are. The Bible says, "My people perish for ignorance." They're out there living a habit of worry, have no answers, are not getting it necessarily from the pulpit right. that they're right. the church they're attending. So I think it, it's a good idea to think about. There are answers, and there are churches that teach the Bible that are are there to help you answer these questions like worry. Especially if worry is the accepted sin in the the church. And I think uh, in addition to uh, Gus's comment, we've got to remember that we need to have a balanced diet of attributes because there are lots of churches who focus on God God loves you, cares about you, but there's not much about some of the other attributes that... Mm. uh, and and I think, uh, well, I'll make another comment, but as I can see, we have another caller. Yeah, we want to uh, welcome Art uh, to Transforming Lives, an artist calling from Cleveland. Okay, we, uh, we evidently just lost Art there. We lost Art? Yeah. <laughs> we lost Art. I, I was never very good in art anyway, but we'll... <laughs> Listen, as we're, as we're talking about this issue of, of God's uh, sovereignty... Um, and Joe, you make the good point. I think that we have an imbalance sometimes as we look to God. And, and Armin, you were talking about uh, ha- having a proper view of God and defeating worry. One of the things that we have to see: if worry is a sin, then it has to be confessed. And that's Absolutely. one of the, that's one of the first things that I would uh, help say to a person who comes in and says, "You know, Pastor Dunn, how can I uh, defeat this this sin of worry in my life?" Well, if it's a sin, then it needs to be confessed. Right. And and that not only does it need to be confessed, but it needs to be repented of. And then, what does repentance mean? Repentance means you've got to change the way you're thinking mm-hmm. about these things. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly, I think, what Paul is talking about, Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, 
when he says to us that we can no longer be conformed to the pattern of this world. Isn't that what Jesus is kind of addressing here in Matthew 6, where we look just like the pagans, we look just like the unbelievers, we run around in the same way that they do, worry about the same things in the same way that they were. Paul says, you've got to change the way that you're thinking. You cannot be conformed to the pattern of this world any longer, but you have to be transformed how? By the renewing of your mind. You've got to learn to think Biblically, and one of the things we have to think biblically about is this very issue of, of the sovereignty of God. God is in charge. Before you before you do that, I want to talk about this the, your uh, reminder of the need to repent. Mm. Uh, repent is not a single act; it is a process, mm-hmm. and it is what I think we call around here the put off and put on process. Mm-hmm. We need to be able to begin to be helped to put off worrying. And putting on seeking the Lord, putting on the, the, the put off, put on process. So it's not I confess it, I repent of it, and it's done with. There's some there's some uh, a Holy Ghost work mm-hmm. with him that we need to participate right. in. Right. Armin, I bet you can comment on that put off, put on. Yeah. Well, uh, the the uh, direct uh, the put on is is to trust in God's sovereignty, trust in His sovereignty and His fatherly care. I guess it could be kind of, a, a, to give you an illustration, just to illustrate it for you, how it would work. Say, for example, uh, a man, a husband, uses, loses his job. He, he's, the, he's the breadwinner of the home. Uh, oh, I'm going to be losing my job. The, the company's shutting down or they're laying me off, whatever the case may be. Uh, I don't have another one yet. You know, what am I going to do? Uh, we're going to be into the poorhouse. You know, that would be anxious thoughts. But thinking, like as you're saying, thinking biblically, thinking accurately, rightly about it, it's, it would be an illustration would be, Lord, you know my needs, and I'll do what I can to find another job, and I'm going to trust you through whatever happens. I know you're in control, and you're going to provide for my needs. That's trusting in the sovereignty of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, in other words, what you're saying then, uh, Armin, is that faith takes the promises of God and the character of God and connects them to the problem. Amen. Amen. Very well. Very well said, Kathy. That's good. Can you say that once more? (laughs) Uh, Are you taking notes on this? Faith (laughs) takes the promises of God and the character of God and connects them to the problem. Now, that's what an unbeliever doesn't do. uh, Problems for an unbeliever don't make sense. They don't know how to connect God to their problems. An unbeliever can't do that. And and there again comes to this matter of being able to think biblically. One of of my favorite verses in in helping people in the counseling setting is to tell them what Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 in the latter portion of verse 16. You have the mind of Christ. That's that's huge, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You have the mind of Christ? In other words, you can think biblically about... This, these things, and so what we're saying here is if you're struggling with worry, then you've got to replace something. Right. You've got to replace your doubt and your faithlessness mm-hmm. with faith and trust, and you can do that through the, the Spirit of God who indwells you and through the Word of God which is given to us as a lamp and a light. That's the, that's the, the process of repentance. That's right. I, I just can't tell you uh, in my own personal life, personally speaking, as a personal testimony, as understanding the sovereignty of God, Amen. how mm. much yeah. anxiety, fears, and worry it has saved me from right. through the years. Right. You know, if if we believe 
in the sovereignty of God. And we're, what we're saying is that God is the supreme one. He's almighty. He has all authority, and he controls all things, either by his permission or by his decree. And um, that is a comforting thought. Why, why is it so important to think about that as we talk about the issue of worry? Jerry Bridges states in one of the finest uh, studies that I've ever uh, seen is in, in considering the sovereignty of God in that work entitled Trusting God Even When Life Hurts. Mm-hmm. And he says this in, in that uh, book, confidence in the sovereignty of God in all that affects us is crucial to our trusting him. If there's a single event in all of the universe that can occur outside of God's sovereign control, then we cannot trust him. Mm-hmm. And so we, we are assured and we have confidence that there's not a single thing that can happen in mm-hmm. our lives mm-hmm. that is outside the sovereign control right. of God's care for right. us as his children. That's right. right. I like R.C. Sproul says there's not a maverick molecule. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, one of the things that I found was helpful for myself is the whole concept of the term father. I did some research on that. I don't know if you you fellows have or, or you, Kathy, but uh, the Hebrew word in the Old Testament and all that, the concept of father, the very nature of that term turns out to be one who provides. Mm. That's at the essence of the term father. People may not be used to that in modern time because maybe their fathers have abandoned them and not provided but the very term father means that. And interestingly, uh, um, I'll try to do this quickly, but Jesus Jesus uh, culminates, if you will, the, the, uh, the collected wisdom of the Jews of his day who had a relationship with God based upon getting to know him by certain attributes. Now, you remember when God first appeared on the scene, he, he had various names that he revealed himself to his people as, and most of those names turned out to be what some would call a, um, a, a, a double kind of a name like Jehovah Rapha, which means God the healer, and, and Jehovah Almighty. You know, so They had these compound names, and uh, they had mm-hmm. a hard time talking about God. They would, even, would not even pronounce the name of God. Uh, and, and when Jesus comes to, with his disciples, and they want to know God better— Jesus says, you know what you should call God? You should say Father. Father. And he's just saying out of all the titles that you guys have, we've all grown up with in, in synagogue, the most precious title for a relationship with God is the one of Father. And that's the heart of Matthew 6, too, when mm-hmm. he's saying, you know, you have a heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. And if you understand Father as they would— then what are you worried about? Mm. He he can do nothing but provide. Mm-hmm. That's what a father does. Mm-hmm. And you know, Joe, we, we we have to. I think we need to remember with that all that you're saying about our fa- him being our father is that he is a a God, a father who is loving. He is good. He is gracious because sometimes um, a sovereign God can be kind of scary to some people like, Mm. oh, God's in control. Oh, no, he's going to mess my life up. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand the type of God, like Mm. the father type of God that he is. Mm -hmm. That's that reminds me of one more term that that is attached to that. There's a common phrase, even in our generation, uh, that when we say God is and it's usually good. God is good. Well, the Hebrews had a word 
uh, I won't dare to pronounce it, chesed, something like that. And it's talking about his loving kindness and goodness. And I, I looked up uh, the actual literal meaning of that, and, um, and it basically means this. There's an, God has an inclination toward blessing and prospering. That's what it means. Mm, mm, and mm. that's the type of God that we have who is See, sovereign over right. that's what I'm Isn't saying. that wonderful? Our, our Father right. is the kind of Father who's, who wants to bless and, and prosper, and that's his first inclination toward his children. Get back right. to the question I, I asked that Armin so well answered. The issue now is we need to know that Father. That's right. right. We yep. need to know God, know mm-hmm. peace. Mm-hmm. The opposite of worry is, is peace. So we got to be able to find ourselves in his mm-hmm. word or with whatever other venue we have to be able to know the things that you are just teaching right. folks on the air right now, Joe, mm-hmm. to know God, to know who mm-hmm. he is, to know that he's Father. Mm-hmm. Right. And that and, Father is, is available to us. When we uh, come back from our next break, we're going to continue to look at this really wonderful issue is how we can trust in the sovereignty of God and how that can help us to defeat this sin of worry. We want you to stay tuned. In spite of what uh, you may be told, you can get victory over the sin of worry. Stay tuned and we'll join you right after the break here on Transforming Lives. Christ-like? I want to make you aware of a unique resource every Christian should have who wants to grow in Christ-like character. Transformed into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey is a handbook for putting off sin and putting on the righteousness of Jesus Christ and will help you identify personal habits and tendencies that are hindering your walk with the Lord. This valuable biblical resource will not only help you identify where personal change is needed in your life, but will also explain how to put off old sinful habits and replace them with new godly behaviors. For more information about this wonderful resource, log on to transformedintohislikeness.com. That's transformedintohislikeness.com. If you'd like to order a copy, call 1-800-656-0231 or ask for it at your local bookstore. Transformed Into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey. So I was having my coffee the other day and I wondered, what's so special about Cornerstone Bible Fellowship? Is it the family-like environment, the Christian development classes geared for all ages, or the fact that Cornerstone Bible Fellowship believes both in the inerrancy and the sufficiency of the Bible? Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is committed to preaching, teaching, and counseling from God's Word. I've heard testimonies of how the biblical counseling ministry of our church helped my friend with her panic attacks, helped one believer with his anger and another who struggled with worry all by giving them solid biblical principles to help them defeat these sins in their lives. It's amazing. At Cornerstone Bible Fellowship, I'm learning that I have everything I need to live a life of victory and godliness. It's my prayer that we will reach even more people with the good news that the Bible is sufficient to meet our greatest needs. Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is currently meeting at Remington College at Great Northern. For more information, call 440-617-0002 or visit us on the web at cbfministry.org. We want to welcome you back to Transforming Lives. We 
have been having a great discussion here between between us as a as a forum on how we can as Christians gain victory over sin and sin can sometimes be such a dominating issue in people's lives and one of the great things that we've been talking about is is if we think biblically about the character of God that is going to help us in uh, coming to being able to defeat this issue of sin and um, so what we're saying of uh, worry sorry so what we're saying is that uh, sin uh, that worry is really doubting in the sovereign character of God and so worry is just another form of disbelief and it's actually a form of practical atheism mm-hmm. a little wonder we're told then as Christians that for us to worry is a sin the Bible speaks as strongly against worry as it does against any other sin so if you're listening tonight and you think, well, yes, I worry, but it's just impossible for me not to worry, while I feel some sympathy myself as a sinner towards that statement, that's not what our Bibles tell us. It's a, it's a sin, and it's a, it's a sin that really defames the character and the quality of God. So if you allow yourself to worry, the simple truth is you're allowing yourself to sin. And Glenn, you mentioned moments ago that what we do with sin and Gus said there's a solution, mm. is we confess it. We repent, and God cleanses and promises to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. Let's add another sin to the mix, because as we addressed earlier, that uh, the sin of worry is brought about by the sin of unbelief, lack of faith. Then one of the most helpful things I heard years ago when someone was talking about faith issues and unbelief issues and people were saying, how am I supposed to believe when I don't, when I can't? And, and what, we, what we heard from someone was, remember that unbelief is nothing more than a sin. Mm-hmm. And so unbelief can be confessed. Right. And then renew your mind and begin to say or agree with, which is what the Greek term confess actually means, agree with God and say, yes, God, you are my provision. You will take care of me mm. and, and uh, orient yourself in that direction. So repent also, not, of, not just of worry, but also of unbelief and begin to believe what the right. Bible says. Right. And it's a process. And again, from that study at, uh, of Jerry Bridges and Trusting God, he says this, just as we must learn to obey God one choice at a time, we must also learn to trust God one circumstance at a time. Trusting God is not a matter of feelings, it is a matter of the will. No one ever feels like trusting God when worry comes and adversity strikes, but the Christian can choose to do so even though he doesn't feel like it. So we want to encourage you tonight as you've listened to us here on Transforming Lives that God is worthy to be trusted. And, and um, if you're struggling with this matter of uh, worry, we want you to know that the Bible can give you victory over that tonight. My thanks to Pastor Armin Tiffy and Kathy, Pastor Gus Supan, and Pastor Joe Propri for helping tonight. And we hope it's been an encouragement and a help to you. We want to encourage you to continue to be listening here to Transforming Lives every Sunday night. And we come on the air at 7 o'clock and run till 8 o'clock next week. We will be blessed by Pastor Armin Tiffy and his wife, Kathy. And so we encourage you to tune in. May God be pleased to bless and encourage you this week in the power of his word. And by doing so, hold you close to himself. Join us again next week at the same time for Transforming Lives. I'm Pastor Glenn Dunn. Thank you for listening tonight.
You have been listening to Transforming Lives, brought to you by the Biblical Counseling Institute of Garrettsville, Ohio. We invite you to visit our website at bci-ohio.com. That's bci-ohio.com. There you will find information about BCI, our resources, course offerings, and available materials. You may also write to the Biblical Counseling Institute, 8146 High Street, Garrettsville, Ohio, 44231. Your prayers and financial gifts for this ministry would be deeply appreciated. Thanks for listening. This program has been sponsored by the Biblical Counseling Institute of Garrettsville, Ohio. Holiday cards cost time and money. Why not send a card to everybody fast and free from CrossCards.com? Share joy, love, fun, and God's inspiration free. CrossCards.com. Do you have questions? God has answers. Join me, Pastor Al, Sundays at 11 p.m. on Late Night Live with Pastor Al. AM 1220, The Word. The signs are all around us. Increasing infections in hospitals, our food supply under attack with E. coli, local gyms are breeding grounds for infections, and why do you think our grocery stores are putting antibacterial wipes next to our grocery carts? Can't you see it? America is being poisoned. It's clear our government is overwhelmed with the growing epidemic. This is Dr. Gene. We have to step up and take personal responsibility to protect ourselves and our families. That's why I recommend Natrin's Healthy Trinity Probiotics. Probiotics should be your first weapon of choice to fight off the increasing infections that surround us. They replace the natural germ fighters that have been depleted in our bodies, allowing powerful strains of viruses and bacteria to attack us. Natrin is the key to life and good health. Call Natrin at 1-866-THE-NUMBER-4-NATRIN. That's 1-866-THE-NUMBER-4-N-A-T-R-E-N. Call for free shipping. 1-866-462-8.